Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Underhanded, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. Shock of Blog Talk, and your host through the Big Brother season, Sam. Want to welcome all you guys in. Give me just a second here. I'm actually doing a tweet to announce that we are going live right now. Something I should have done about 30 seconds ago, but did not work out that way. All right, we are ready to go. What a week we have, guys, and we're going to talk about it all. But please remember our sponsors or our partnership. I got to be careful how I use that phrase. Our sponsorship, partnership, partnership, partnership with Morty's. Please visit them at mortystv.com and go to the Big Brother section. Go in there and chat with everybody on the forums. You'll enjoy it. You can talk about the spoilers, what's going on. You've got people that watch the feeds telling you everything that's going on. That is certainly where I pick up a lot of my information, as it's tough for me to always watch the feeds all the time. A lot of you guys get to do that. I do not. Um, main reason is, I mean, we're all dealing with going back to school right now. Kids are going back to school. And you know what that means? Germs, 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 germs. It's exciting to think about being getting that 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 three AM throw up call from your child who is in a school full of nasty small human beings whose parents do not wash their hands. And it is so much fun because they spread the disease around and they think it's great that your kid gets sick early in life so that they don't get sick as much later in life, which is a bunch of bull. And so you've got to deal with it at all inconvenient hours, always in the car going somewhere. That's when they decide to hit the 101 fever and, and you know, toss goldfish. So that's always fun. It's always a time of year that I absolutely cannot stand because I know that I'm going to get hit with the sick bug for my child. I'll tell you what, Big Brother wasn't on at this time of year when this happened last year. My kids got that rhinovirus or whatever it's called. Uh, I had two, I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Both of them got sick at the same time. Puking, I mean, it was awful. It was an awful, awful, awful thing. And I tell you guys, we're going to talk about Big Brother, but just, you know, we're going to touch a little personal here. I haven't been, I have not, but I go to the doctor for physical by no means am I in great shape, but, you know, I check out 
every year. I, I rarely have gone uh, to the doctor for any sickness. I, I'm, I'm actually in good health, surprisingly. And uh, so this rhinovirus hits, I guess it was last winter, and kids puking everywhere. Both sons start puking. Uh, it's awful. Uh, my wife begins to get sick. I'm the only one who's not sick, and I've got to make arrangements to get people home because I've got parents watching my children. I guess we can buy there, get my kids, try to figure out how I'm going to get them home while they're puking. Again, one's four and one's two. At that time, one was three and one was, oh, God, one was almost two. Um, so <laughs> it, it, we were talking about some young kids here, and uh, it was a nightmare. So I get everybody home, and I'm, I'm you know, we're going to get through this and everything like that. Sam doesn't get sick. Don't worry about it. I'm going to champion through this thing. Guys, I am telling you. I, I'm telling you as plain as a hand to God here, I'm hungry. I ate a little donut because that's all we had. Nobody was cooking because everybody was too sick to even think about food. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to scarf this donut down, get myself some energy, and we're going to, get, we're going to carry through this. Dada's got this. Dada has this. I'm going to tell you guys, it took about 30 minutes before my stomach felt weird, and I literally woke up in a pool of my own, you know what, on the floor of my living room. Nobody was well enough to come and help me. I probably could have choked on my own vomit. That would have been interesting. Uh, but I, I literally slept in it um, for an entire day, was able to get myself up and somehow get myself upstairs. I am telling you guys, I lost 48 hours of my life. I don't know what happened in those two days. I remember waking up in bed, falling back asleep. Anytime I try to sit up, I guess it was awful. So I am very, very scared of what this flu season brings into my home. And when you think about going back to school, that's all most of us parents can think about is, man, somebody's going to bring a German to the classroom, and we are just going to be sick. So that's always fun to deal with when you have children. So that is what everybody in America is starting to get ready for right now or is already in the trenches First week of school, a lot of college kids are going to, to see their dorms for the first – or actually pack their dorms and, and pack up and go to their dorms for the first time. And that's I, – I, I got people that are around me that are actually taking kids to college. It's crazy. Um, but that's the, time of, that's the time of season that we're getting ready for right now. And that also brings up that we're coming into the last yeah, month and a couple of weeks of Big Brother. And what an interesting, interesting week this has been, you know – when I start this show off, and we do it every Thursday, 11 p.m., unless there's something special going on Eastern. Um, and by the way, everybody listening, appreciate you guys going in and listening to the week. We get great numbers. Um, I, I don't know what happens, but, man, I really appreciate it. But, uh, you know, used to be I had to set up the week for you, tell you what was going on for the week, you know, because we were getting to know players. I usually do that for the first two or three weeks. And then we start just really talking about what's going on, and there's no so-and-so did this. and Y'all already know what happened. So starting last week, it was kind of like, all right, we're going to dive into really talking about Big Brother, the, the strategy, the emotional uh, strategy, the, the mental strategy, you know, the drama, everything. And that's what we're going to do this week. You know, we don't, you know, we're going to talk as if there's no secrets. A lot of people ask me why we do this on Thursday night, why not more. Honestly, uh, schedules just don't allow it, and – uh, on Thursday, everybody's caught up. We've gone through the HOH. We've gone through the eviction. We know where we are. And at this point, where we are is in a really weird situation. You know, it's that time of the season when I feel like, honestly, I feel like 
every time right before we get a double eviction, in my opinion, the worst possible HOH wins. And it's just not anybody. And when I mean worst, I, I don't mean it in a way that's a shot at Josh, although I, we're going to talk, talk a lot about that immaturity level. I mean, I, I, I'm really, I really got something to say about production and how they handle that. But, you know, Josh wins this HOH tonight. We already know what's going to happen. We know he's going to put up. And what I mean by worse is that you're just not going to get any dazzle. You're not going to get anything exciting out of these nominations. You're not going to get anything different. We know that Josh is in the pocket of Paul, and, and we've got to talk a lot. I know Paul is an enemy to a lot of viewers right now, but we have got to talk about how well Paul is doing this season. It is amazing how well he is he is playing. Um, for a lot of things he does wrong, he does a lot right. And, and we're going to talk a lot about Paul's game because we have to. I mean, he's been the main focus for weeks now, and it's hard to get away from the guy. It's hard to get away from him in the game. It's hard to get away from him when you're talking about Big Brother, a lot of questions out there about him and a lot of statements about him and how people feel. It's a very, huh, I want to say it's a little divided, uh, but I think even the people that were on Paul's side are starting to kind of pull away because it's, it's getting a little annoying. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm comparing, I'm going to put this poll out there, I think, but you guys uh, think about this. You know, to me it's a lot like I, I see a house uh, like with Derek, what was that, season 16? might have been 17, but I think it's 16 where we saw Derek in a really weak house that didn't seem like anybody really wanted to do nothing. You remember that was that huge alliance of like 42 people. You know, everybody but the sink was involved in that alliance. And, you know, it was the same people that were going up, and it was just Derek was just kind of cruising through it. And, and I, I, don't take a lot from, I don't take a lot away from Derek. I do think Derek is a good player. I think he's a great player. My my complaints with Derek have always been that I think Derek had career training to win Big Brother. I mean, anytime you're trained to lie, ch- cheat, and steal and survive, you've got more training than the next person does. And that was always my kind of thing with him. I didn't mind him playing. I just think that a lot of credit, you know, if you're going to put him really high, you got to knock him down a little bit for having career training to win Big Brother. And, you know, it was a really weak cast. You know, does does Derek do so well in an all-star cast? I don't I don't think that he does. I think he does okay but I don't think he does great. And I think Paul is very much the same way. And, uh, you know, we're looking at a Josh HOH, head of household. I think we're going to see what we've been seeing the last couple of weeks. It is, And I've got to say, it is very boring. Uh, The main action comes from a lot of fights with Cody. Yes, that's true, and it's probably going to intensify. Um, and that's fun for drama, but it, it, it gets to the point where we're getting, uh, you know, these things are going to get really, really annoying. Uh, we've got a house that's got a, an immaturity level that's pretty high. I felt like uh, season 15 had a pretty high immaturity level, and I kind of feel like we're rivaling that a little bit. Um, and so that's what we're dealing with with a Josh HOH. We may have some drama this week, but we're probably not going to have much excitement. The only way we get excitement this upcoming week is if – Cody maybe wins the temptation thing, and and Jessica wins the POV. Um, and Jessica made a lot of mistakes, I think, uh, in this game. Um, but she she we talked about it last week. She does have a I think she does have good gut instincts. I really do. I think I think she's easily influenced, and I think she is a little gullible. Well, I think she is gullible, and there's no little about it. But I think that she has good gut instincts, but she just she just has the wrong moves. She plays very, very emotional. We've talked about that. But this Josh, Josh HOH, 
if these two don't win anything, they're going to be put up on the block. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's good. Maybe we finally get rid of one of them and the game changes around. But I really don't think this game changes unless you see somebody uh, like Paul or Alex really sweating it on the block and seeing where the house divides at that point. Um, this house is going to have to eat each other at some point. We're just waiting for it to happen. Maybe it's better it happens on the back end than throughout the season. Um, but it is what we're looking at, and I don't see a lot of change, unfortunately, this week with Josh. Like I said, the only, the only way we're going to get any excitement is if, if these twists work out where, you know, Cody or Jessica wins the Temptation uh, Hex or whatever it is and stays off the block, and the other one wins the POV. Um, but we saw a lot of interesting things happen this week, a lot of drama. It's hard to really dig into this. and You know, this has been a hard cast. It's been a hard cast for the fact that, you know, usually, you know, there's a couple of people that you really can focus on every season, especially in my job here. Uh, you know, a lot of times you get the opportunity to just focus on a couple of people, and you kind of can just kind of play off three or four. It's really kind of a conglomerate of just messes everywhere. Um, you know, we've seen Jason kind of act like he gets the game, and he's kind of, but he's kind of molded into what's really a juggernaut in the house. You know, Alex is part of the juggernaut. Christmas is part of the juggernaut. Paul's part of the juggernaut. Cody is not, but Cody, you know, is somebody that it's hard to look at Cody and feel like he's going to pull anything off. He is so deep at this point that, and, and, and his thought process is so off that it's hard to look at this guy and say, hey, look, this is somebody that can come in this house and make things happen. Great for the underdog. But the underdog usually has to have something to grab onto, and he just doesn't have the ability to talk his way into doing anything great. Josh is part of the group. Uh, you know, Mark is a whole other story. Elena has no loyalty to anyone. We've talked about that. I mean, you know, the only people that I even see sneaky in here that could make some moves is going to be maybe Kevin, but I don't think he's going to do it anytime soon. He's in a great spot. He's, in fact, very well in my power rankings. Um, but, you know, it's hard to not look at Paul and feel like Paul – is still the guy who's really in control of everything. And as much as we dislike, and I'll tell people that like Paul what's going on here, it is very, very hard to watch a season of Big Brother. I'll put this poll question out there for you guys, and, and I probably didn't have enough time to really get any answers. But, you know, if you hate a showman's running a house, it's not going to be a whole lot different than having Paul run the house. Uh, there's a lot of hatred for showmances, and I'm one of them. I just really can't stand it. In fact, I did ask you guys a question, 71 votes so far. What's worse, a showmance controlling the house or one player controlling the house? It's going to probably be 50-50, but 48% of you say showmances are worse, and 52% say single player. A single player, it's, you know what, it, we're getting a little bit of the worst part of both of, these, both of those this season, and I'll tell you why. We're getting Paul continue to control the house week after week. We're getting bored. There's no real upset. Everything keeps rolling the way it's rolling. We're getting no real shakeup in the house. That's the thing, number one, no shakeup in the house. Um, and we're getting dominated by the showmance between Jess and Cody. I'm telling you guys, I am, when I watch the show or I see pieces of the feeds, I, I am totally tuned out on Jessica and Cody. At this point, that relationship is dead to me. It is very high school I know that she, you know, I've heard rumors that she might be pregnant or whatever, and that's interesting. But I'll be honest with you. I, I find that relationship very high school, and I really don't have any interest in it. There's a lot of manipulative play of, 
you know, you feel like every time Jessica's chasing Cody away and pushing away and you're ruining my game and da 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 is this how you're going to be in real life? And we get all this crap. And then the moment that Cody feeds into that and says and manipulates her by saying, oh, you're right, I'm worthless, I'm no good, then she's like, well, why don't you say that about yourself? It's so high school, guys. I just I fast-forward it when they're on the TV. I just cannot deal with Jessica and Cody. I mean, I, I think Jessica's a better player than Cody by far, but this thing's just getting to the point where we're, we're almost suffering from two sides of the worst part of a season, which is we're dealing with the controlling one player and we're dealing with the showmance. And, you know, it's just painful. Um, but as we saw this week, you know, Paul wins HOH. Uh, the temptation – you know, I told you guys, I thought it was really smart for Jessica to talk about the temptation on the live eviction. Number one, I know that there was some rumor that production had told her she can't say this, she can't say that. I don't know if that's true. There have been stories saying that that's not true, that CBS, you know, didn't say anything to her. They don't care. They said – or they did say something to her. I don't care. It doesn't matter. They're not going to throw her out for lying about a temptation. I know that. You guys know that. Guess what? I keep lying about a temptation. If you want to throw me out for it, throw me out for it, but it's going to ruin your show. I think she did the right thing. I think blurting it out gave her a 50-50 chance of being saved this week. If Paul takes it serious, and we said this last week, if Paul takes her serious and decides, you know what, somebody got that last temptation, it's obviously not anybody in my group or they would have told me, and I think Paul really should have thought this out. I think it was a bad play on Paul's part. You know, somebody would have told me if they wanted my group. I mean, hell, out of everybody left over, he runs everybody but two people. And if nobody in your group is telling you that they want it, Paul, it's obvious that, that she has won something. And we've talked about Paul having really bad intuition, and I stick back by that. I think he's playing a great game, but I think his intuition sucks, honestly. And there are things that Paul thinks that are just so stupid and not right. And he will, he will – where Jessica doesn't play enough on her gut, Paul plays way too much on his gut because it's wrong a lot. And, you know, he's going to test, he's going to test her bluff and all this other stuff. I think that he should have realized that she's got something. And if it is something that saves her, then I think he was maybe under the impression he would renom. But just for the fact that she might be able to ruin his HOH, I think he would have been really smart to put Mark and Elena up and let that ride. Now Mark wins that um, temptation thing and he saves himself, but – I think initially if he would have thought about putting them up, it probably would have been a better move for him to then replace Mark with Cody and put Cody and Elena up so that if Jessica has it, Jessica's on her own using it. Uh, But I don't think that this was a great HOH for Paul, obviously. Yeah, it worked out because of who won the HOH, but this HOH competition tonight is one of those luck ones. It's one of the most frustrating HOHs. I'll be honest with you. It is one of the more exciting. I actually do enjoy these HOH type of games than the endurance and then the, you know, hey, how long can you stand on this for how long in the water? That stuff gets a little old. But these games are really a game of chance. And we saw, I'm going to stand by it, Josh is not somebody who is going to physically win an HOH comp. It is going to be something where he lucks out. We've said that in the past. I stick by it, and it ended up being really true. He has a lucky situation where you hit a ball and it lands. There is no strategy to that. There is just trying to hit it in a certain spot and hoping it bounces. Um, we almost got Mark. Mark would have been a really good HOH in my opinion. It would have been interesting to see where he played. Uh, he would have had to have 
kind of gotten a backbone, which is something that Mark really needs to do. He needs to get a backbone. I know it's tough, but he needs to get a backbone. He needs to – this Elena situation is bad, and we're going to talk about it. But Mark winning HOH tonight would have been a really, really interesting situation. Uh, Cody, we know what Cody would have done. Probably – but, you know, for all the hate for Cody, Cody or Jessica, probably finally a light bulb goes off, God, you hope, and they put up some people that are going to shake the house up. I don't really care who goes home. I just need a house shaken up. I need some chaos. And the chaos is not in the right place, okay, for me to be really into this season. It's hard to, to see the chaos being in the wrong place. Um, and so in the end, though, we see Josh win it. But Paul's HOH uh, is, is wasted, I think. Um, I think, though, we've got to give Paul a ton of credit. I mean, this guy is getting doubts with Elena. He's putting doubts with Jessica. He's making moves. He's always thinking. Of, he is playing the game. And if you notice, when him and Cody kind of get into it, I think it was last night or on the feeds there's a couple of days ago, but when they actually get into it and they're fighting, if you notice, Paul does not get really upset. Paul goes into game mode and asks Cody to leave. And Cody says, what are you going to do about it? And Paul says, nothing. I just want you to leave. Paul is very game-motivated because Paul could have easily lost his cool in that situation and gotten in each other's face, and it would have been bad. Paul is uh, Paul right now in this house is two steps ahead of everybody. Um, and you can say that he is a great game player, or you can just say that he landed in the right position. Regardless, he is playing a great game in the fact that he's not just surviving as a vet. He's surviving by causing doubt in the right places. He's surviving by planting seeds in the right places. He's surviving by getting people to believe that he's the right person to team up with. He's doing work. And that's a lot more I can say for a lot of people in that house. In fact, 98% of that house, he's doing work that they won't do. He's telling them, I'm willing to get my hands bloody if you work with me. That is a huge deal to make with a house that may not be as strong as they pretend to be. Alex was a letdown. We thought she was going to be super strong and she was going to be real feisty. We see her really fall for this Paul thing. She's wrapped up in it as well. I don't see her getting rid of Paul or making any big moves. She didn't when she had the opportunity. And so it's, it's, it's really hard to, to look at this and not give Paul a ton of credit for doing a lot of work. Love or hate him, he is doing work in this house. And it's really quite good. Um, I asked you guys, in fact, I asked you guys in a poll. Um, I know that he is not likable, but I asked you guys, and I don't even know if I can find it. Uh, I probably can't. But the poll was basically, do you think that Victor made Paul likable last season? Like, did did Victor make Paul somebody to cheer for because Victor kind of Okay, did Victor did Victor help Paul be more likable last season? 81% of you said yes. That's 280 votes. 81% of y'all said yes. And I think that that's, that's true. I, I think that Paul is playing a great game, but I think I've said it and I've said it and I've said it so far, nothing's, no, no things come to fruition. But I think that Paul is eventually going to wear himself out with people that when this house begins to eat itself, and it's bound to happen unless everybody just lays down, we hope that that won't happen. There are some players that are somewhat strong still in this house. 
if this house begins to eat itself where people realize I can't go to the end, when when you get closer to jury and you realize, you know what, I'd like to get past jury. I'd like to be in that final four. I'd like to be in a final five. You know, that kind of situation begins to take hold with the people who really want to win. Let's just hope that there's enough people who really want to win. I don't think Kevin's interested in jury. I don't think Jason's interested in jury. And I don't think Alex is interested in jury. So we have some hope there that there could be three people that may be interested in flopping the house once Cody gets out of the picture. Uh, we know Jessica wants to get to the end. So we got three or four players that really do seem like they may be players in this thing. So it's just a wait and see. And honestly, we haven't seen what, what Matt's doing yet. We're going to talk a little bit about Matt's game soon. But, man, it was good to see him finally reach on TV. I mean, ugh. All that guy does is eat cereal. It's ridiculous. Um, but, you know, we see Paul make his nominations this week, and Jessica kind of tells him, look, I've got this. Hey, I'm going to use it. I'm warning you, you know, it's going to ruin it. Uh, we see the deal that, honestly, i got to give Paul credit for, for almost really pulling off, except for Raven ruining it, which is Paul basically trying to convince Jessica to use the hex, uh, or to, to not use the hex if she'll stay up there, not use it, and send Cody home. Jessica makes the stupidest deal on the face of the planet by saying, yeah, okay, well, I won't use it, but what I want is this. A, don't ever name anybody. It's always going to get back to him, even if he was going to follow through with putting Alex up. It's still a stupid move on her part to even name Alex. But and if you wanted Alex out, Jessica, so bad, when you were HOH, why didn't you put her up? Because I guarantee you, I told you guys last week, if she puts up Alex and Josh together, Josh breaks. Absolutely breaks. And, and that is a huge, huge thing for this game is for Josh breaking. I think it breaks a lot of things open if you can get Josh to finally break open. We're going we're gonna to talk a lot about Josh. But Alex should have been put up. If you were so angry at Alex, you should have put her up. You didn't. Now you want to claim that Alex is somebody you want to go home. It was ridiculous. It really is. On top of that, Jessica goes in there and says, yeah, okay, well, let me think about this deal then. I want two weeks of safety. Why? And I want Alex to go home. Why? stupid what she should have done she knows this is the thing that you can't get that you just you can't get brains if you absolutely want to not use the hex that week and save it which was would have been very very smart when paul said what do i got to do to not get you to use the, the hex you have jessica should have said simply take me off you still have the veto take me down if i'm off the block and you replace me with somebody else, technically, I can't use it. I can stop it, but I wouldn't want to. That would be stupid. So that way she bought herself this week, and guess what? Josh wins HOH, she's bought herself the next week. It was just a really stupid deal. If he kept her up, she's going to have to use it. I think that he would have taken her down. I think if that would have been offered to Paul, Paul didn't want to offer that. He's smart in this game. He knows that he offers that. She's, it's, it's going to be a fall for him. It was smart for him not to even bring that up. But I think that if Jessica had said, Paul, if you use the veto on me and you take me down, 
I won't use the hex and y'all can send Cody home. Paul would have taken that deal in a heartbeat. And he would have used the veto. He would have taken her down. He probably would have put somebody up as a pawn, knowing that the House was going to vote out Cody. And Jessica would have been better for it. She would have been better for it. Now, maybe she lasts another week this week because of her and Cody go up as we plan, and they don't win the temptation or the POV. Cody's probably going home. Right? So she probably did survive another week, but at the end of the day, she would have survived this week without being on the block. She would have had another week to maybe work on some things the next couple of days, get something going. Maybe, you know, she was starting to get people to kind of talk to her before Cody came back. She sends Cody home. I think that she becomes, again, a non-relevant player. I think people begin to look at her and go, oh, well, she's weak and dying. Now we've got to make moves on other people. Let's go after Mark and Elena. It just, you know, I just think that deal that Jessica was trying to take was just a stupid deal. The fact that she even thought about it blows my mind. You know, I don't know. You know, you have hopes for somebody, and then this season has been the most disappointing in letting you down with good potential players who have opportunities, and they just don't do anything with them. We're going to call real quick, guys. If you want to call in, it's uh, 713-955-0749. I'm going to call out your area code. If that's you, please speak. 518, you're on the Big Brother After Show. What would you like to talk about? 518. And we dropped 518. That's going to happen sometimes. 518, if you want to call back, you might sit on hold a little bit, but I'll get to you. Um, but if you guys want to call in, please do. Uh, but, again, Jessica makes a really stupid move. Uh, she has to use the hex. It really, It's really going to screw her like we saw. Now she's definitely going to go up again. She may go home, especially if Cody wins POV, although he would probably use it on her. Um, but Cody is dead in this game at this point. There is nothing for him. There's no way. And you know what? It was really amazing, guys. You know, I was telling you, there's a couple of things that happen in a season that make or break it. In my opinion, uh, and, and, and I had put this also as a poll, and my God, if I go look for that, I'll probably never find it. But the poll this week uh, also was um, if Cody's nominees stay the same, let's say that Megan never self-evicts. Actually, I've got it right here. Uh if 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 Megan never self evicts, okay, and Cody's nominees stay exactly the same, does this season does 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 Paul have as much power at this point in the season? And I think overwhelmingly the answer was no. I'm trying to find it. You know, they Twitter does this stuff that drives me nuts where you can put a poll up and, you know, it won't be in the place where you posted it. But anyway, um, you know, it moves all over the place, and then you got to go find it. And... All right, anyway. But I, I believe it was overwhelming that you guys said that, that you did not think that Paul would have the power that he has now. That first week changed everything. If Cody's nominee stays the same, let's say Jillian or Megan goes home, um, in that case, Cody's sitting in a situation where he's probably still got his alliance with him, they're still cruising. They may find out that they don't really want to deal with him as they go, but I think it's a couple of weeks before that happens. Paul probably doesn't get in any danger anytime soon. Cody probably has time to convince the alliance that maybe Paul's not a good idea, and eventually maybe Paul gets, you know, hits the block when he comes off of safety, right? Because he got the safety. That's not going to change. 
um, you guys were going to give it to him regardless. So it's very, very interesting to me that that changes the season dramatically. Now, the other thing that changes the season dramatically is Cody returning with Jessica, and that's going to bring us up where we are currently because Cody and Jessica have this false thought. I don't know what happened to the fact that they thought that it would be okay to just reestablish relationships in the house. It was never going to happen. When somebody returns, they're not going to win back favor. He wasn't liked when he left. He wasn't going to win people over when he came back. And the fact that Jessica tried to realign with Cody and her and Cody stood up in the HOH room and, and let life pass him by, I, and, and to think that they were going to put up Josh versus Ramsey and everybody was going to vote Josh off, you should have saw that coming, and it, it blows my mind that we're in this situation now. That's another one that changes everything. Now, Paul had his safety, but I really think Alex and Josh being on that block changes a lot because one of them is gone. And if it was Josh, guess who's not HOH tonight? Yep. So there are so many there, – there's about two or three things that have happened so far this season that change everything around and, and puts us in a place where we are. Now, on top of all that, we're also dealing with Josh being HOH and Josh's actions this week. I told you guys, I don't know how you felt about it, but I really feel like if somebody is banging pots and plates or pots and pans in my face, if they are getting close enough to bang it in my face, and I did see him do it a couple of times. I'm not saying he did it the entire time. But if he is banging pots and pans in my face that close, I think that that's a threat. Now, I know that it's a joke, and I know that's all this, but if you're banging pots and pans that close to my face, I'm going to tell production at that point, look, I know that this is a game play. I know that we're, we're playing a game, and I get that. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys, if you don't talk to Josh about throwing the pots and plan, pans close to my face, I'm going to take it as a threat that he's going to get too close to me and he may hit me, and I'm going to go ahead and just handle it. So it's up to you guys to deal with that. I think production let that kind of thing go on too long. They knew it was going to boil over, and yes, it was great for drama, but the anger at Mark is ridiculous. Mark is at a point where we obviously see that Mark is not strong emotionally. Not that that's anybody's fault, but he's not strong emotionally, but you know what? Neither is Josh. And it's irony to me to see Josh bang the plates, uh, I keep saying plates, but banging the pots in uh, in Mark's face and not expect at some point there's going to be some retaliation. Now, I get that. Maybe that's the plan, and that's that's fine. But there's a point where it goes so far. And if I mark at that point, there is not a person in that house that is not going to have a pot slammed next to their face when I go stand next to him. He's going to slam a pot next to Paul. He's going to slam a pot next to Christmas. He's going to slam a pot next to Alex until they go crazy. Because every time he's following me around, I'm seeking one of them out to go stand next to him. And we're going to follow them all over the place because they think it's so funny that this guy's banging, plate, or banging pots around me constantly to drive me nuts. So we're going to drive everybody nuts in the house, too, until they get tired of Josh. They think it's funny from a distance. It's not going to be funny when I'm standing in the middle of you guys and he's banging pots and it's affecting you as well. If he's doing it while I'm asleep, guess what? I'm finding another person who's asleep, and I'm going to go lay next to them. Eventually, he's going to stop because everybody's going to get fed up with him. The other thing that I don't understand with Josh, I don't understand how Mark handled this. We have seen Josh absolutely be an absolute 
baby tool in this house. And I mean, he will go and go and go. It cracks me up, the hypocritical situation with Josh. He will absolutely go and drive somebody crazy, say horrible things to them, irritate them, drive them nuts, be a four-year-old. My four-year-old's better behaved than Josh at this point. Act like a nut job. But then when we see somebody tell Josh, you don't deserve to be here, he goes in his bedroom and cries. If I'm Mark, I'll tell you guys, if I'm in that game and I'm Josh's victim, guess what? I'm destroying every bit of Josh's self-esteem. I'm riding on his self-esteem. I'm riding on his sexuality. I'm riding on what a loser he is outside the house. I'm riding on, you know, that he's never going to amount to anything. I'm going to find that thing that absolutely ruins Josh so that he goes in his room and cries for the next two days. And y'all can sit around him and y'all can make him feel better. But if he comes back out of that room and he starts messing with me again, I'm going to start prying on his, on his insecurity. I'm going to pry his insecurity until I melt it. And Mark, being that Mark's not really that kind of person, we're seeing that Mark is a very sensitive guy, right? And he's a big dude. He's very, very sensitive. And it's tough to watch him cry. And I mean, I understand the bullying thing. You know, bull, listen, bullying's a big, big deal right now. It's a huge situation right now, and everybody is is been connected with bullying in some ways. Uh, even I've I've dealt with it. I mean, I grow past it, but some people hang on to those kind of things for a long time. But and it, and it affects a lot of people. You know, some people can grow past it and you know look back and just you know kind of shrug their shoulders at it and just say it was part of growing up. You know, it made you tougher or whatever. And then there's other people who really have a hard time dealing with it. It looks like Mark probably was bullied and probably probably part of his dedication to his body is to overcome a lot of those insecurities that maybe he was dealing with, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is that, unfortunately, Mark's not the kind of guy that's gonna, going to see the obvious sore that's open on Josh and just completely dig in it with a spoon. I'm the kind of guy I'm going after it. I'm not going to physically attack Josh, but I'm telling you, I don't understand the idea that Josh is going to do those kinds of things to you and follow you around before the house turns into a complete nut job circus that we saw tonight. But I, I, I don't understand. I, I see an open wound with that guy. I'm going to attack it. I'm going to absolutely attack it. Uh, good for Mark winning that temptation. But we see him and Elena. Elena does not want to be with this guy. You guys have known this for a long time. It's fairly obvious you know, all it took was Paul kind of giving her a little bit of nudge. Genius on Paul's part, as much as a genius on Paul's part with Jessica. I have to take a drink every once in a while. But as much as that was genius on Paul's part, Mark has got to realize that Elena's not really playing with him. And I don't know where this guy's getting the clue that she is committed to him, and I think he knows it. He just doesn't want to accept it. Mark's not a game player, guys. Now maybe if he gets upset, maybe he's a great he's a great player, but I just man, Mark. You gotta grow a pair, man. But I don't really blame him for attacking Josh. And I think that you guys, a lot of you guys attacking Mark for going after Josh was wrong. Imagine yourself in that situation and you're just dealing with somebody constantly. Now I handle it differently, but I, but Mark being a sensitive person who's quiet Eventually, he's going to blow up, and he got it. And honestly, if he knocked Josh out, as much as that sounds awful, I don't blame him. I mean, I know he goes home, but production really, really, really needed to step in there. I know Evil Dick did it, but it was just a one-time thing. He didn't do it over and over again, and honestly, that shtick was played by Evil Dick, and it was brilliant. 
And Josh obviously is copying that. Uh, and it's not so brilliant. It kind of looks it kind of looks immature, especially when it goes on and on and on and on. But Josh is such an easy target to destroy emotionally that it's uh, it's amazing to me that nobody really catches. Neither one of Mark or Cody or Jessica catches on that. You know what? I've got to absolutely prowl on this guy's insecurities and destroy him. Um, but we see how he's playing. And now he's HOH, and I think things are going to get even more intense as we go forward. Um, but we talked about Mark. Elena's not having any loyalty. We said our biggest problem uh, last week was that she wasn't loyal to anything. I think Elena is just there. And it's not a situation where she's a floater who just moves with power, uh, you know, shifts with the house to kind of stay alive. I think that's – I think you're going to find out that's more Matt. But – I just don't think she has loyalty, and you have to have some. The regulators, uh, the renegades, um, I'm sorry, the, re- the renegades, uh, the brigade, Chilltown. You've got to have loyalty somewhere. It, it, you have to. And Paul's going to find his loyalty somewhere. Paul and Victor had it last season. Uh, you know, you're going to – everybody has to, to make it to the end. You have to have some loyalty to something and to someone. And – I think that Elena's problem is that she really, truly doesn't have any, and when you don't have any to anyone, I guarantee if you ask anybody in that house outside of Mark, is Elena somebody that you would rely on, none of them would say yes. They just don't know where she is. She doesn't have the ability to be loyal. When 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 things are good with, you know, even when things were good with Cody and Jessica when they came back and they were in power, Elena is up there talking to them. Then she's talking to Paul. Then she's doing – and the other thing that I found very, very interesting was when Paul had planted the seed with Elena and Mark, and he had told her, look, Mark's bringing your game down. You've got to get rid of him. He's affecting you, blah, blah, blah. Brilliant on Paul's part because that was already cracking. Okay? So brilliant on Paul's part. But the fact of the matter is is that Elena is sitting there on the bed when Paul brings everybody into the room and tells them that he was trying to get Jessica to turn on Cody and let him go home because he was dragging down her game. And Elena sits right there on the bed and doesn't even catch a clue that it's the exact same thing that Paul said to Jess was the exact same thing Paul said to her. It never clicks. It never clicks with her that that's the situation going on. And it, it, this is a cast that's blowing my mind. It is blowing my mind. Um, I tell you what, guys, i got to take a commercial break for Morty's. When I come back, we're going to finish up. We're going to talk a little bit more about, gosh, Christmas. We're going to talk about a little bit about Mad Raven. We've got a lot of stuff left. Plus, you know, I'd love to tell you that we've got something to talk about for next week, but the truth of the matter is I think we know what's going to happen next week. But stay tuned. We've still got power rankings. we still got some things to gossip about. This is the Big Brother 19 After Show. Hang on, guys. We'll be right back. It's summertime again, which can only mean one thing. Big Brother coverage is back at Morty's TV. Morty's TV is the website that's been covering Big Brother USA since 2000. And now Morty's coverage is on Facebook and Twitter. So check out our links at mortystv.com slash bb or tvfanforums.com.
All right, guys, we're back. That was supposed to actually play some music. That was weird. Anyway, I'm trying to look over notes, and I was expecting about a minute and a half of music, and I didn't get it. So we're going to keep on rolling, folks. Um, sorry about that. I think I played the wrong commercial. But, hey, we got Morty's out there. That's all that matters, right? Um, talking about further about what's been going on this week, we're talking about I, – I, I think we're seeing a little bit of Kevin – and uh, Jason getting close. I don't know if you guys have kind of caught on to that. Uh, they talk a lot. Kevin is doing a really good job at planting seeds. Uh, you know, he's planted the seed last week that he didn't think Raven was as sick as she was pretending to be. And that she was going to get to the final. Sorry, i got to open a drink here. That Raven was going to get to the final on her sickness. And that he did dude, I don't think she's as sick as she's claiming to be, man. But he tells a lot of that to Jason. And that's why I give Jason a little bit of credit of maybe turning the house on a little bit if he were to win an HOH. I think you got to get Cody out of the way first. But Kevin plants that seed. Now, the, the seed that he plants this week, and I don't know if anybody caught it, was when he told Jason that Christmas is going to cruise at the end with her injury and how she shouldn't be there. And he does it, he does it in such a smooth way. He doesn't go around and tell everybody about it. He'll tell a couple of people they trust, you know, like, what do you think about Christmas? You think, he should, you think she should be here? I mean, you know, how long is she going to be injured? Like, you know, aren't you a little concerned that she might make it to the end on the injury? And then he doesn't say anything else. He just kind of plants it, and then he backs away. I, I tell you guys, and I've said it over and over again, Kevin's playing a very, very good game. Just for the fact that he's laying low. Nobody dislikes Kevin. When he gets in trouble, he kind of backs off, kind of missed away, and, and, you know, with what you guys call his ghosting. He kind of ghosts. The $25,000, you know, Paul blames it on Ramsey's. And what's great about this situation is that even if Kevin double-crosses Paul in some point and Paul wants to reveal to everybody that Kevin got the 25000 nobody's going to believe Paul. Because they're going to go, why, you know, why would you change your story now? Why were you protecting Kevin? And Kevin can go, hey, man, I'm telling you, Ramsey's got it. I don't know why Paul's trying to flip it on me now. I've never even been brought up until now. All of a sudden, Paul wants to bring me up. Come on, think about this. It's an easy out for Kevin if that 25000 now comes back because Paul pushed so hard and brainwashed everybody that Ramsey's won that 25000 Really, really, a lot of things are going good for Kevin. A lot of things are falling in his lap the right way. Kevin would have been a really interesting HOH tonight. I, I don't know. I just think he would have been a really interesting HOH, but he doesn't want it. He's going to probably want that more towards the end. And I do think that at some point he's probably going to have to win one, right? Uh, but I like the way Kevin's playing. I like the way Jason's playing. Jason has decided that, you know, go ahead and throw Cody under the bus. He's a bigger target. Let him go ahead and take the heat. He's working with Alex, and I think that Paul is going to have a problem with that eventually. And I think that Jason is somebody who is really on Paul's target after he gets through the real people he wants to get rid of, which obviously is Cody. I would really look at Jason and Elena and Mark being something that would be on his target list. It's going to put an interesting spin on what Alex has to do at that point. I think Alex has got more commitment to Paul for some reason than she does to Jason, probably because Paul actually wins some HOHs. But uh, Jason is somebody I think is in danger soon when Cody leaves, maybe when Jessica leaves. Jason's that 
guy that you're kind of looking at after you kind of get rid of Mark. Jason kind of sits in that third or fourth situation that he could go up easily. Uh, you know, I'm going to use you as a pawn type of thing, and then, you know, they vote him out. Um, so I like where Jason's at, but, you know, he, he has to wake up and realize, and I think he does, but he's got to start aligning things. And I think him and Kevin talking as much as they do, Kevin feels pretty open about telling uh, Jason a lot of things that he's thinking. I mentioned him. Uh, Jason does a really good job at kind of keeping it to himself. Um, and I think that that's going to give Kevin and Jason a little bit of an alliance as we go if that keeps going on. I think see them getting tighter. Uh, we'll see, though, as that for, you know, because this season is off the rockers. I mean, it is off the rocker. Um, we saw Matt a little bit. I uh, tweeted out, it's good to see Matt. It's been week five, Matt finally gets on TV. I, you know what? I get what Matt's doing. Matt is honestly, I don't even know that he's playing a flutter. I think he's completely an under-the-radar guy. And we really don't know what he can do. We really don't know if he's a great competitor. If Matt is somebody that's threatening to go on the block, if he's somebody that sees a, that he's in a threat, will he play hard? It's possible he will. Matt is the biggest question mark in this game because we really don't know what Matt is going to do. Now, yes, he's in with Paul, but what if he's on the outside of Paul and he finds himself on the outside of that group? Because I can tell you right now, I don't think him and Raven are very high on the totem pole, and Raven's going to continue to do things that's going to drive people crazy. It's just her nature. It's her personality. She's going to eventually drive everyone crazy. There's a little bit of immaturity there, and I don't think she – believe it or not, I don't think she's a very good liar. I know that a lot of people have accused her of being a liar in her personal life. You know, I, like I said, it's very well that she's convinced herself or been convinced by her family that this is the real deal with her, and she just believes it. But I don't think she's a very good liar in this house, and I think that that is going to catch up with her. She's going to make a move or she's going to do something. She's going to get caught on it, and she's not going to be able to talk her way out of it. She's going to blib or blabber and to the point where she just completely makes herself obvious that she is lying. I do think that Matthew will eventually get his distance. And I could see a situation where Raven can get herself in a mess somehow running her mouth, and Matt completely get the distance. I don't know that there is a true showmance there. I think that Matt is stuck with Raven. He knows he's stuck with Raven, and Raven brings him some type of safety to allow him to be under the radar. Matt, to me, is a huge question mark, but, hey, at least we saw him in a couple of scenes this week. Shows that he's alive and breathing. I almost had to go back and look at the cast to find out who he was. Um, but, hey, you know what? There's a lot of people that play this game very low. And I'm a firm believer, and I've never played this game, but I'm a firm believer that you do come into this house very, very low. I think you, I think, I think one of the first things you've got to do when you get in this house is to talk to people. Get to know them. Don't be abrasive. Ask questions about their lives. Let them have a connection with you. Let them know that you're interested genuinely in them. Create some type of bond just by being friendly. Don't talk about yourself. Ask about them. Let them talk about themselves for weeks. Ask them questions week after week about their lives and where they live and their families and everything like that. They'll ask you questions back, I'm sure, and you answer them honestly. But I think that you create that bond 
Um, but I think for the most part, you let everybody hang themselves because there's a, so many people in this house, and we already see what's happened with Dominique, Megan, uh, you know, Cody, and Jessica, Josh. These people are all going to end up hanging themselves out there to be to be evicted. And you lay really low, and you let that develop. And then as the season gets a little bit strong, as, as numbers dwindle, okay, you always kind of put some meat shields in front of you. As the season gets ready to dwindle, you kind of got to figure out where you're, where you're at in this game. Am I somebody who's on the strong side or am I very low on the totem pole? If you figure you're about four up from the totem pole, which is where Matt, I believe, might be, him and Jason, I think it's a situation where when you get close to that and you start seeing jury over the horizon that you might start to need, need to win HOHs and you need to start clearing the house of people that are going to be in front of you, keeping the right targets in, getting the – getting the people that are going to target you out. And I think that that's something that maybe Matt has planned. We don't know. And that's some of the confusion with the guy. We truly, truly don't know where he lies. Hopefully he'll, hopefully he'll get playing. We'll see. But this could be his game. I mean, I know it's annoying watching him eat cereal, but at the same time, you know, I know he's got two shirts. One he wears inside out as the third shirt. But, my gosh, guys, I mean – he could come on strong towards the end of the season. We just don't really know. Um, you know, we we talked a little bit about Cody and Jessica. I think it's obvious if they both go on the block, Cody probably goes home um, if they don't win anything uh, to keep them safe. This hopefully, this may be a blessing in disguise. If Cody removes himself from the game, and I and I am guilty of saying, and I stand by it, I think early in the game, I think Cody got a good read on people. But I think the poker face thing that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago just killed him. You play poker face too hard, nobody got to know you, then you got screwed in your first HOH. And I told you guys, Cody, when he came back in that house, the best thing for him to do was to call a house meeting, not to call out people, but to call himself out. Say, look, I, you know, I want you guys just to understand that my first week – was awful. I want y'all to go through all the nominees with me, all the situations with me. Paul, I know you're mad at me for trying to put you up, but you gotta be you gotta be realistic. You're a vet, you know this game. I figure that you are a smart guy that I would put up and send home because you are good at this game. And and if you look at how you played, you put yourself in great positions. Uh Christmas, I just said your name because I got really stuck and was frustrated. I shouldn't have done that. But really, guys, if my original nominees, which were Jill and Megan, if one of them go home, you're probably not this angry with me. And I made a lot of mistakes, and I'm going to try to fix those. I just want the opportunity to talk to you guys, to fix it, to be included, to be part of the house. I know you're probably going to put me up, and I understand why you would. Makes perfect sense. All I want to do is this week just get to know you all, take off the poker face, and be really who I am. Unfortunately, really, who Cody is is exactly who he's betrayed. And this is a game where emotions cannot overtake your strategy. I don't think Cody came in with really any strategy other than to win as many comps as he could. And I think the showmance obviously has hurt him and Jessica. And I think that Cody is somebody who doesn't understand that things in this game are not personal. We see it every season. We see somebody who takes it very, very personal, and Cody has. And it does hurt Cody's game, and it has hurt Cody's game. It's a big, big problem for him. Let's be honest. 
Him going home probably changes this game a lot. We need him to go home. We need him out of the way because it's inevitable. Cody is not going to get very far uh, unless he just wins week after week. He's going to win a veto every week or an HOH every week. And at that risk, he's probably still going to get Jessica sent home. I would rather see Jessica stay in this game. I think Jessica's a better player on her own than she would be with Cody. You all have said that on Twitter yourselves. And in that case, if Cody goes home, if Josh finally gets rid of him, which is going to probably eat Cody alive, man, Josh Josh being the one to send you home, man, uh, you know, that is – that is really, 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 really a rough situation uh, and going to be a hard one for uh, for Cody to swallow for sure. Um, so that's where that stands. Sorry, you know, there's been a lot of note reading today. Um, so basically, like we said, I don't see Josh doing anything different. It would, I, you know, I honestly, part of me would like to see Jessica maybe win the Temptation and Cody win the POV, not because I'm a fan of theirs, but just for the fact that I think at that point Josh has to put two people up. He's going to put Elena and Mark up. That doesn't really affect the house. But Mark and Elena are probably less of a threat to really do anything than Jessica and Cody. Right now Jessica and Cody are very much the underdogs. And, and I'll be honest with you, I think I've, you know, I think they've done some really stupid stuff in this game, and they've just, they've gotten where they are in the game right now as far as being on the nominees, constantly being on the block. They have nobody to blame but themselves. I think they have completely done themselves in and put themselves in that situation. Um, but seeing the house behave that they the way they did, Raven acting like a lunatic. You know, Josh banging pots, everybody yelling. I can't yeah, – I'll be honest with you guys. I, there's something I can't stand when it's two people yelling at each other and nobody hears anything. It's the most pointless way to argue. Please don't argue that way. You're just looking stupid when you're both yelling and nobody's listening to each other, which is exactly what we saw happen with Raven and Jessica. Um, and we saw that go down outside. I just – you know – it was a lot of a lot of immaturity this week, and it was kind of it's kind of entertaining, but at the same time, as it goes on, you kind of get tired of it. Um, and so, I just know Cody's not going to get far. I, Jessica could hide under the radar if she survives eviction uh, on Thursday if they end up being the final nominees. I think Jessica could play on her own, but she really needs to do what I told her to do last time, which she kind of did: play possum, play dead. You don't, you know what I mean? Just lay out, put your hands up, and say, "I don't know." What I can do, I can't win this game. I am not a, I'm not a threat to anybody. And she might go a little far if she does that. So here we are, Radar Power, power Rankings, guys. Uh, you know, I, I always try to do these, and I don't do every player. It's going to bore you to death. It probably already does as it is. Um, but my top, of course, is Paul. Um, Paul pushed out the temptation, made her use it. Um, I still think that he probably could have nominated Mark and Elena, and they were going to be good noms. Uh, it's still going to hurt Jessica and Cody in the end if she if he actually believes it. I think that he would have been smart to put Cody up by himself and leave Jessica off the block to see if she uses the temptation. Uh, if not, then Cody definitely goes home this week, and he doesn't waste an HOH. Um, she's so used to being on the block with Cody, though, at this point. Um, 
Sherry stated that she had the power, and, and just Paul just kind of blew her off. Like I said, I just think Paul's intuition is usually in the wrong place, and I think it does hurt him in this game that he kind of has the wrong gut instincts on things. But everything else he's playing so well, the way that he's broken up the couples or tried to break up the couples, the way that he has made everybody feel like they're in an alliance with him, nobody's really doubting Paul. They all kind of think, Paul, well, we'll go then. We're going to see how that works as this plays out. Uh, eventually, I do think Paul's going to get caught on something. I think he's going to get blindsided, but he may not. Good question for this week is going to be if Paul wins, are you done watching Are you done watching Big Brother? I'm not saying that against Paul, but what we're seeing, you know, season after season are just not quality cast. People who don't want to really, really play for this game and really play for the money. And I just feel like we've we've lost a lot of quality in players, whether it be casting, whether it be whatever, you know. And a, a vet winning two seasons in a row is going to be hard to swallow for a lot of Big Brother fans. Um, so I kind of I, Paul doesn't really bother me. I think he is a good game player, but it would be hard to swallow to see Paul win a Big Brother and have two vets win two seasons in a row. It's going to be really tough. Uh, in my second power rankings at the top, I have Christmas. I think Christmas is playing a really great social game right now. She seems to be involved without being too involved. She seems to be talking to people without being overbearing. Uh, but we don't really know where she truly stands. Yes, she's got an allegiance to Paul, but I also think that Christmas is somebody who could see the end game coming and could be a little bit smarter, that foot steel healing. I told you guys, if I was in the house, I'd get her out right before she's about to get that cast off. I'd put her on the block and get rid of her because she's going to come back fighting hard for HOHs because she's a competitive person. Uh, she has surprised me in the fact that I told you guys, and I'll throw myself on the sword here, I told you guys, I think that Christmas is eventually going to get burned out without being a physical, somebody like her that's constantly doing a lot of physical motion, uh, who has to sit around for too long, is somebody who would have a hard time keeping her sanity in the house. She's done a great job. She has. She's done a fantastic job. Um, maybe she's the first person to actually throw a big nomination up. I don't think it would be Paul. I think that she would probably use Cody and Jessica in that situation if they're still available, but I kind of could see her maybe, if she gets an HOH towards the end, maybe doing something that shakes up the, hair, shakes up the, uh, shakes up the house. Uh, she's got a lot of people that are kind of overlooking her, but we see that Kevin is not. Kevin's saying, look, you know, she's playing a really good social game, man, and a lot of people got sympathy for her not being able to compete in this. And my God, how long does it take you to set up a ball and hit it? That was the most I, – I, there's just – something about Christmas just seems really dramatic at times, and it drives me crazy. I mean, we're going to – I mean, I get that you're on crutches. We all know it. We get it. It doesn't take you that long to put a ball down and hit it, okay, especially if you're not really going for HOH. Uh, it just sometimes – I don't know. Sometimes she she does some things every once in a while that drives me crazy, um, but not a lot. Um I, what I really like about Christmas, though, is I really think that she is Paul's right hand in a weird way. I think that they bonded really early on. I think that once Cody put up Christmas, Paul made a, a, another good move of moving in on Christmas and winning her to him. Um, I think that she is in such a good position that even if Paul goes home, Christmas becomes pretty unaffected by that, even though 
if you watch a lot of what's going on this season, Christmas is very involved in Paul's plans. She's aware of what he's planning to do. She plays the social end of things throughout the rest of the house to set things up with Paul, like when she went and talked to Jessica about Cody and acted like she was really concerned. Great play on her part. (coughs) Excuse me. But I also feel like if Paul were to go home, it really doesn't affect her. I almost think that it affects Alex more in a weird way or even Josh more. I just don't feel like it affects Christmas, even though I feel like Christmas is the closest to Paul uh, out of everyone. Uh, And uh, next on my list is Kevin. Uh, Kevin's always pretty much at my top. Um, He kind of continues to plant a seed every week. Like I said, he kind of ghosts out after he does it. He doesn't really harp on it. He doesn't carry it through the rest of the house, just going on and on, so it eventually gets back to the person. He just says it to a few people, lets it go, never mentions it again. I love that. I think that is a brilliant play. I think that is something that really, really is a lost art in this game lately is the ability to plant information and know when to just let it be. If it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's exactly what Kevin's playing. He still got away with the twenty-five grand, and can never really be pinned on him now. I mean, he, he's gotten away with it. Uh, that, that worry about him ever getting exposed for the $25,000 is probably over with unless he admits it himself. But Ramsey's has now been pinned, and now that Paul is the person who speaks only the truth to the rest of the house, um, Paul has basically convinced everybody that he won that Ramsey's won the twenty five thousand to convince them that he should be the one that goes home. Hey, lands right in Kevin's lap. It's 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 absolutely great. Um, and the last person will probably be a surprise to you guys. Um, I, I did put Jessica up there. Um. I mean, she's, she gets lied to. That's true. Um, she's easily influential. That's true. That's the house is anyway. I mean, that's not a strike right now when you've got 80% of the house doing the – or really 99% of the house doing the exact same thing. Um, but it, she survives another day this week. She's a survivor. She's always surviving. She's always surviving. She's always trying to get through. She goes up against Cody next week. She'll stay quiet. She'll let Cody blow up. Cody will probably ask everybody to vote him out or whatever. He'll go. Everybody wants him out. But there's just something about her being able to, with Cody in the house, Cody's the one that everybody wants out, when really she's the smartest one. They're going to give her a little bit of credit for surviving all the time, Uh, whether it's the hex or whatever. She survives all the time. I hate the way that she handled the deal with Paul. She was stupid on that part. I don't think she's thinking. I do think she's an emotional player. But I do think that she is smart enough to do some things in this game still. I don't think Jessica's quite done. Uh, and I think now it's finally, finally clicked that maybe everybody in the house doesn't like you. In fact, maybe everybody in the house hates you. And if she survives one more week and is able to lay low, when this house begins to eat itself, Jessica's going to be an easy nominee. That's true. But if she plays her cards right – this house is going to have to make moves, and HOH is going to have to make moves on the race of the house. It's going to happen. It has to happen. And Jessica could be the person that's benefiting from that as bigger targets are put up as she kind of stays in the house. Do I think she's a Final Four? I don't. I do think she's somebody that makes it probably into the jury weeks as long as she plays her cards right. She's somebody who can win an HOH when it matters. Uh, she can win a POV when it matters. She has shown herself to be somebody who can win competitions. And that's really good for her. Um, I think that she has a mind for the game and the way that she 
was obviously trying to tell Cody, look, you're, this is a game, this is a game, this is a game. Jessica, hats off, you get it. It is a game. You do see how this game's playing. It's going to be interesting if she's pregnant, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. <laughs> I don't know. What do you say about that? I mean, eh. That's a rough situation because that's such a high school relationship that a baby in that relationship is a bad, bad situation, I think. And and I hate to say that. All children are beautiful, and it's not like that. But I'm just saying, you know, that could be a very volatile relationship between the two of them going forward because uh, some people think that she's an escort. I don't know. I don't know. I think that there are VIPs who work in these nice hotels where rich people come, rich single men, uh, and you know what? They just kind of hang around. I don't know that sex is always involved, but they kind of hang around and make the guys feel good about themselves, and I think that that is kind of what she does. And, you know, maybe sex is involved on the side. I mean, you know, there's enough money involved, but we won't know. But I did put Jessica in the top just because she does keep surviving. I think if she goes up on the block again and Cody's there, she survives another week. It's a shame she didn't do the right thing with her hex and make the right deal with Paul. I think Paul would have jumped on it. That's where I kind of have my tweaks with her, where I just can't even decide if I really, really think that she's good enough. I don't think she makes it to the end. I do think that she kind of makes it maybe into the jury weeks. She could be on the jury very easily. Uh, On my bottom, I kind of feel like uh, Alex is kind of on my uh, middle line here, but I put her on the bottom because I think she's losing a lot of her, oh, status in the group. I just feel like she's disappeared a little bit. I feel like she, you know, since she won her HOH, it was kind of a dud HOH. It really wasn't anything to shake up the house. She's kind of gotten forgotten. Uh, I just feel like that she is somebody that people may be looking at eventually. She may be one of the first of the nominees when somebody wants to make a big move. She could be one of those people that goes up on the block. Um, And Josh, I put on the bottom too. Now, this proves to you that I don't write these you know, right when it's going on, that I kind of look at the week and make a decision. But I think, you know, hey, you want an HOH, that's great. But I think, I still think, and I keep saying this, and I've even put him in my top before, his usefulness has got to wear out at some point. Yes, he's got an HOH. But other than this HOH, Josh does not offer a lot. And I think that Paul knows for sure, for sure, that Josh is a very volatile, emotional basket case and that at some point he's going to have to cut him loose. I think Paul is smart enough to see Josh for what he is. He is somebody you use throughout the season. He is somebody that you use. And I think that eventually that is going to show up. I thought maybe the next week or two without him winning HOH. Of course, that changes that now. But I don't think that his HOH is going to put him in my top of the power rankings, honestly. I don't put a lot of people there just because they're HOH. And Josh is somebody I could see not putting up there just because he's an HOH. Because I don't know that he's going to do himself a lot lot of favor in this HOH. And I'll tell you why. He's a very, very emotional person. He is a very weak person. He's going to have to make decisions, and Paul's going to tell him what decisions to make. But don't put it past Josh to think of doing something very Josh. 
don't put it past Josh to make this HOH unbearable for everyone around him. I could see this happening. So I don't know that this really helps him. He's kind of a different version of an Amanda Zuckerman. I'm not bashing her if she's listening to the show. I don't, you know, a lot of a lot of vets do listen. But listen, that was somebody who made the house very difficult for the for people that she didn't like, and in turn, sometimes you think that that's doing a favor to everybody, but really what it's doing is driving everybody crazy. And eventually, everybody starts to think, you know what? What happens when he's mad at me? We're going to see that this HOH, if, if Josh just plays it cool and does his HOH, but I don't think he will. I think what he'll do is still torment Cody and Jessica, and eventually everybody's going to say, you know what, you're in power, they're going home. Why are you still doing this? You're driving everybody nuts. I, I just think that Josh is going to really, when you're part of the squad, it's one thing. When you're not, you know, you're just kind of, just kind of bullying Uh I don't think that Josh got picked on so bad that he's dishing out anything that he took. Um, and so I think that he's somebody that is very volatile emotionally, and I do not see this HOH helping him very much. Uh, and like I said, I think if Josh probably gets picked on and his insecurities get exposed and his emotional instability gets exposed. I don't know that he plays so well in the HOH. I don't know that he can do an HOH really well. And I'll be honest with you. I think that if I'm Cody and Jessica, knowing that I'm going up, I think I still go after his vulnerabilities. I think I still go after his insecurities. And I still think he make, I make his HOH as miserable as possible. I don't let him enjoy it. I want him in that HOH crying as much as possible. I want people around him trying to console him because eventually they're going to get tired of it. I don't let up on Josh at all. He's just too weak to let up on, and maybe I'm just a jerk. I just don't think it's somebody I could let up on after what he's done in this house. Uh, on the bottom, again, I put Matt and Raven. they got to put them together because they come as a package. Uh, I just don't think that they're very high on the totem pole. I could see them being people that are going to be on the block soon as as these weeks go, and I don't think their status is going to improve. Uh, you know, They really don't offer much. A lot of that's been discussed here and there. Matt and Raven really aren't giving a lot to the to the to the group other than just voting, and I think eventually Raven's going to Raven's going to get herself in trouble. I just see it coming down the pipe. Raven's going to do something because she seems like she's a little bit of a time bomb at times, and I see a little immaturity there. And I think that Matt's going to separate himself, but I think that they're going to be in some type of trouble as things get going. Uh, next person is Elena on my bottom. Uh, Elena said it last week. She flops uh, on her loyalty. And although that can be a strength, I mean, you don't have to always be a loyal, but you need to be loyal for the moment. And when you're loyal for that week, you need to stay loyal for that week, and you need to show you're loyal for that week. Yes, she votes along or whatever, but this girl doesn't really have anything going. She is such an easy person like Raven to get rid of that she may make it a little bit longer, you know. But I, I just think, I don't know, the way she treats Mark, it's just the whole thing, Elena is just a dud we've seen this season again. And I don't see her doing anything at all to really rectify that in any way, shape, or form for the fans. I think Elena's just a dud, and I think eventually she's going to be put up just because she needs to be put out. Uh, my last person was Mark. I just feel like the guy is clueless. You know what? Going through this cast, I feel like I'm repeating a lot of things just because it is pretty pitiful. But Mark is just clueless. 
Um, he's delusional in the fact that everyone has written him, uh, fact that everybody's written him off, and I think he's just so desperate to have friends that he doesn't understand why everybody dislikes him. And the fact of the matter is, is that Mark really, again, like Elena, doesn't offer much in the loyalty department. We've already seen him get emotional. We've already seen him get picked on. We've already seen him kind of. I mean, we see how weak he is when he gets tortured by Josh. Um, he's expecting everybody else around him to handle the Josh situation. I just think that Mark has just worn his way thin, and I really see him really going home or going up at least in the next two weeks, obviously, uh, unless he wins an HOH, which could turn him around. I think this HOH was a really must-win for Mark. I think it was a bigger must-win for Mark than it was for Cody and Jessica. I just think that Mark's sinking lower and lower. Elena's separating herself. Paul has done enough to do damage to Mark where Mark is not getting a lot of help, and he's not going to get a lot of help. And I think that he's one of those guys that goes up on the block, and he's kind of just going to stand there with his arms up in the air, not not understanding why, 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 and nobody's going to want to talk to him about it. And he's just on the outside looking, and he has been for a while, and he has done very, very little to try to repair any of that with the rest of the house. And that's why they all kind of laugh at him when he's getting picked on. You know, that's the truth of the matter. So that is where we are right now, guys. Uh, like I said, I don't see anything changing. You know, it's going to be kind of an interesting week for drama, but I don't think that it's going to be a fun week, honestly, to watch because we kind of know what's happening. Even if Cody and Jessica were somehow able to save themselves because we know that they're going to be the first choice, uh, Mark and Elena, one of them going home really doesn't affect anything, especially if it's an Elena. Um which it probably would be Mark, but it just seems like we're headed into a week that's just blah. I told you guys, they're just it's just this time of the year, right before a double eviction you know is coming, right before we get to, to jury, we're just the wrong person wins. You don't get any excitement. Uh, Josh is going to be unbearable, I think, this week, and it's going to hurt him. That's just my theory. I have had a lot of theories about Josh. I've said a lot of things about Josh, and a lot of them have been wrong. Uh, but some have been right, but for the most part, the way the house treats Josh is interesting. It, it's really something I don't understand, but so far, credit where credit's due. The guy's done it, and he's getting an HOH now. And I think the nominees will be no secret. So Thursday show at 11 o'clock next week may be a lot shorter than the rest of the shows. But let's hope not. Let's hope we get some excitement, something happens, something crazy and, you know, some kind of thing, crazy twist is unleashed on the house to make things interesting. We can see Cody go home. That's fine. But this house is going to have to eat itself, and it's been so prolonged with the return, the battle back, all this other stuff. You know, it's just been so prolonged with people getting safety and whatnot that it's going. To, we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty. I say it every season. Let's hope that it happens this season. Let's hope people start wising up. Let's hope that Matt, Jason, Mark, Kevin, you know, let's hope these players begin to start, maybe even Alex begin to start realizing that they've got to play for the end and that this next HOH is going to be vital because we're coming up to a double eviction. Uh, and this is where things can change drastically. Quickly, uh, before I get off, I asked you guys, I thought it was funny, I, I, had a, I have a friend, um, uh, Mr. Excitement, uh, tweets a lot, uh, with us, and, and is a personal friend of mine, actually. Um, but he asked me, he said, hey, he said, I got a great poll question. Do you mind putting it on the, the show Twitter? I said, no, absolutely not. And if you guys have poll questions 
that you want to see me ask, send them to me. You know, message me on Twitter. Say, hey, look, this is a great poll question I think you should ask. Uh, and he did that, and I put it on there. You know, as long as it's a good one, I'll put it up. And I'd ask you guys, I said, what's the most memorable moment in BB history out of this selection? Uh, feel free to tweet your own. You're always free to tweet what you think. But I told you guys, if, they, if you say the Dan funeral, I will lose my mind. Guys, I love Dan. Dan was our first official Big Brother bracket winner. I love the guy. I would completely love to talk to him about game and all. He is an awesome player. A lot considered the best of all time. I put that Dr. Will number one for me. Dan is a very close number two. I just think that funeral was so overblown. And you can tweet me and argue with me, and we can fight about it all day. It was an overblown move with a house that was extremely weak. Anybody crying about Dan's last game or whatever he was trying to pull, you're just sheep at that point. I mean, to see people cry over him saying, oh, you know, this is my funeral, never going to play again, blah, 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 good, goodbye. I'm trying to win $500,000. I would like you out of the way. You know what, if you want to have a funeral for yourself, by all means, please do it but I could give a lesser damn. And that's truly what I thought about the whole thing. And it was just a really, really – it was a play on weak minds. I don't feel like the funeral was all that great. That's where I stand on that. People always bring it up. I really don't understand the popularity of it. Please tweet me and explain it. Uh, feel free. But that, that cast, if you watch that moment, his best moment to me in that season, season 14, just to, just to go ahead and talk about it, Season 14, Dan's best move is when he convinces uh, – what was it? He convinces uh, – I think it was um, Danielle to take him off and use a veto on him so he can send Ian home. He wanted to be the vote to send Ian home, and instead he sends Shane home. That was great. i got to tell you guys, that was the last time, the last time, season 14, where Dan did that move and ran into the <laughs> ran into the bathroom to hide after he did that. That's the last time I ever got goosebumps watching this show. And that is awful to admit. But that would leave, what, 15, 16, 17, 18, so far in 19, five seasons without really getting excited, without really feeling goosebumps on a situation, without seeing a really great move. That was a fantastic move. How he convinced Danielle to take him off the block was awesome. Uh, him sending Shane home was <laughs> was like a oh-my-God moment. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you can go back and watch it. But – I think that was ten times better than the funeral. So that's why I can't stand the funeral being used as one of the greatest Big Brother history uh, moves. Uh, but I asked you guys, or I didn't ask you, Mr. Excitement wanted me to ask you, uh, was it Bye Bye Bitches by Janelle? <laughs> that's in our opener uh, in season six, which is a great season if you haven't seen it. Uh, Evil Dick's Pots and Pans when he woke up the house to try to take some attention off of his daughter being on the block. Uh, and DNA Twist Reveal. And I think some of you thought that I meant – the the twist uh, the uh, twin twist reveal that's been ha that happened in like season what sixteen or seventeen I can't remember I think it's like sixteen oh no it would have been seventeen actually but the the twin uh, reveal that's not the same one there was a season five where they did the exact same thing um, with some twins that were coming in and out of the house and keeping it a secret but also I added the DNA on there because there was a moment in that season. And Big Brother used to be brilliant. I mean, it really used to be brilliant. They used to set up social twists that were fantastic. They rarely set up game twists. It was always social twists. And the social twist to me, I wish they would really, really go back and do because it was a lot of fun to see the house, you know, have a secret. Like, 
season, what was it, season uh, four were exes, where everybody came to the house, they didn't know, you know, one side of the house came in, nobody knew each other, right? The other side of the house comes in, and they realize these are all our ex-boyfriends and girlfriends, and they had to play the season. It was brilliant. Now, was it a great season overall? It wasn't great. June played a great game in that, and June has been really active on our Twitter in the past. Very sweet person, and I thank her for that, for being so involved in a lot of our polling and stuff like that, but uh, in our bracket. But and, and she's a great player, but overall that season as far as just the social twist was incredible. It really was cool, and I wish they would do more stuff like that. I think they've just run out of ideas and the twists are getting bad. But in that particular season of season five, the twin twists were twins that were moving in and out of the house all the time. Um, and there was also two people in that house that were actually related uh, and they didn't know it until the season started. Now, I consider that season, as far as twist goes, one of the most endearing just because, let me tell you guys something. Season five, there's a Cowboys, one of the players. There's another player in there, Nokomis. Uh When they realize that they're related, and when Cowboy realizes that her father and him, uh, her father is his father, it is great TV. It is a great twist. It is a great emotional moment, and it was one of the highlights of Big Brother. And that was back in season five. I encourage anybody, even if you don't want to watch the entire season, just watch the first couple of episodes of season five and see if it doesn't move you in some way. It, it was really, really neat. I thought it was one of the better moments. Uh, so I didn't want you guys to get confused with, with, the, with the latest season that did the Twins in season five. This is season five we're talking about. And I think if you were to go back and watch it, you get, you'd get a little bit – it would affect you in some way because it was really, really neat. Or the last one was Jeff's coup d'etat. Uh, you guys chose Jeff's coup d'etat. That was a really, really cool moment. Um, I think that was a really great twist in the game. I would love to see them do that a little bit more. Um, second, and uh, actually tied for second were Evil Dicks, Pots and Pans, and Bye Bye Bitches by Janelle. Um, both great moments. Uh, I think Evil Dick had some eh, – that was probably the – I don't know, him and Jen – Going back and forth. If you can't, if you ever seen season eight, that's a drama-filled season, and I divide seasons into drama and strategy. Season eight is a great drama and strategy season, as was season ten with Dan. But that's also a really interesting season to watch if you like to see drama. But Jeff's coup d'état so far: 168 votes with four days to go. That's what's in the lead. That's what you guys said was the best um, moment in BB history. And it was. It was a great moment. It uh, gave you a little goosebump there when he pulled it out and used it. Very, very cool moment. Um, and I wish that Big Brother would learn a lesson from all that stuff and go back and do it again. But I won't be holding my breath. We're getting to the point where game twists are getting a little crazy. Um, we're seeing things where social twists are not involved anymore. There's no connection to players when they come in anymore. There's no secret thing going on anymore. And we already know, with Paul coming back this season, I don't see an All-Stars 2 ever happening. It's going to be interesting, and we'll talk about this at the finale, but it's going to be interesting what they do for Season 20. I, I really think that Big Brother screwed the pooch on, on an All-Stars 2, but that's for another argument. But, you know, we just don't see those kind of great moments. One of my favorites uh, of all time, and this is going to sound stupid, was uh, Big Brother 7 All-Stars when you see who's coming back in the house. 
some really good players. Season is so season seven is so underrated. Oh, I think it's I think it's one of the best seasons uh, strategy wise because Daniel Reyes is fantastic. Will of course uh, Boogie plays a Boogie played a lights out game that season. He deserved that win. Uh, but there were, you know, a lot of people that were playing. Janelle was in that season, so it was a really cool season. Our friend James Ryan, uh, Georgia State alumni, uh, if he's listening. Um, but you know, really, really, really fun players in that season. And when you just see them all come in, and regardless of how you think of the season, but when you see all these all stars come in in season seven, you get chill bumps, man. I'm telling you, if you're a big fan of Big Brother and you've watched all the seasons. It's hard for me to compete with season seven when you see Will walk in and Boogie walk in, Daniel Reyes walk in, Allison, uh, Irwin walk in. Some really, really good players walk in the door, and it's just, it's, a, it's just, it gets me, gets me going, man, because I, I love the old school Big Brothers, and I always tell you guys, if you have Big Brother, uh, the CBS app, and you're paying the five dollars a month, I implore you, I encourage you, I beg you. Go back and watch the older seasons if you haven't seen them. I'm telling you, you will see some of the best gameplay, and you'll see what this whole show is about. And it's lost a lot of that luster. We're seeing that this season. We're seeing a lot of disappointment over the last couple of seasons. And it's just because we're losing that luster of what the game's about, which is just vicious gameplay. And not always drama. We saw a lot of drama, but a lot of it was just brilliant gameplay, people manipulating each other. And I get that Paul's doing that. But you'd usually see that on a really strategic level, where Paul's being very strategic, but he's controlling a whole house. Credit where credit's due. I think Paul's playing a fantastic game. I can't say it enough. But, you know, in these older games, you see a person that's really weaving through a house of people who are all suspicious of each other, people that are all competing for HOH, people that are all winning things. It's kind of spreading week to week. There's not somebody who's always in charge. And, and some of the brilliance of Dr. Will in his second in season two, there was no veto. He was going up on the block. You know, he's one of those guys that said, you know what, the game didn't start till I hit the block. That's when the game begins for me. And some of the things that he was able to do to weasel his way into a final two and winning, brilliant, brilliant. Um, so I encourage anyone to go back and watch some of those old seasons. I can't beg you enough if you haven't. Please do it. If you get tired of watching feeds, flip over and watch a season. Uh, I, think, I think two, three um, – Two, three, six, eight, ten, all great seasons to, to look at. If you want my opinion, you can always uh, message me or ask me on Twitter. I'll tell you what I think, uh, and I'll, I'll ask you what you like, and I'll tell you what season's best for you, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I think I'll be right. So if you haven't seen any of the old seasons, please hit me up. Let me know. I, I'll, I'll get you into the old seasons, and I'll, I'll tell you which one's right for you. I might even take some polls if you ask me what season would you recommend for drama. I might take a poll on Twitter and see what people, what other people that have been long fans will vote for. Um, but I'm telling you guys, these old seasons are fantastic, uh, and we've lost a little bit of that luster. Hopefully this season comes back around, but I think we all kind of feel a little down at the moment. Not against Paul, but we're seeing the same week we've seen for the last three weeks, the same thing. We've seen four weeks almost. Actually, we've seen four weeks of the same thing. Uh, four weeks of the same thing. Nobody's making any moves, you know, power moves. Paul is, but that's it. And it's just, eh, it's draining us, guys. It's draining us dry. Hopefully the season turns around. We'll know next Thursday. We'll know who wins another uh, uh, HOH. Hopefully we'll see some things move. If Cody goes home. We'll see, this, we'll see the house shift a little bit. The things that are in the way of this show getting a little bit better this season are Cody 
and Mark and Elena, I think these people have to kind of go home before we start seeing something shift. Unfortunately, if we can get a double eviction soon, and we may get it next week, I think they're going to have to do one. With, with Cody coming back, you're going to get a double eviction. In a case of a double eviction, we're kind of going to see this house start to catch up again, and I hope that happens. Guys, hang in there. we got a long way to go still. We're not even in jury, but I can understand the feeling on Twitter. Not everybody's excited. That includes me. Hopefully we're surprised by something, but I don't think we will be. But next Thursday, new HOH, evictions, new twists, new everything. So please don't give up on this show. Tune back in. We'll be back 11 p.m. next Tuesday, uh, next Thursday. I must work to myself on a day off. Next Thursday, we'll be back 11 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully we'll have a lot of exciting things to talk about. Thanks for watching the BB After Show, guys. My name is Sam. We'll see you next week. And as always, be good to each other. Flurry, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! Bye-bye! <laughs> Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. <laughs>